0: Welcome to Solutions. When men come out of the shadows to testify, giving tips in manhood, honor the codes of integrity, and give out real solutions for soul survival. Today, we have on the show, a man who understands the power and family name, a goal setting man, a tactician in the fields of his work and health and everyday life, a man who lives his passion, a man who believes in the power of a healthy mind, a dedicated man, a true healer in our generation, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Public Health, Mr. Biodefense, Mr. E.R. himself, U.S. war veteran, Dr. Daniel olubi Fabuyi, also known as Dr. Dan. Thank
1: you. How you doing, sir? I'm spectacular, man. Spectacular.
0: Living the dream. Spectacular is a great word. Are you ready to drop these gems and answer these questions today?
1: Of course, the question is, is the audience ready to have their helmets so the gems don't hit them
0: on their head? Oh, I hear hear you. I hear you. Here we go. What person did you meet or see that gave you the drive towards the man you are today? Who or what defined you?
1: Mm. Deep question. So definitely my parents, uh, my mom, and my dad more so my mom um, she takes a, a lot of that credit just because she's just always been a go-getter um she'd take on many tasks and she had that that um, killer drive that i just um that i definitely have um and i got that from her my dad's more chill and cool and i have that side but my mom she she was the one that's going to worry and then she's going to make it happen so she's about the action dad is about the okay We'll get it done. Mm-hmm. The mom, she's like, rah, let's go. So yeah, that's where I got it from.
0: Tell me one story where you actually watched your mom and your dad do something and you said, wow, my mom is really about the action. My dad is really about his cool collective moves.
1: Um, I would say uh, when the transition time was for us to go to Nigeria. So I was born here, uh, me and my brother. And we were born in the States. And then uh, when I was about seven, uh, it was time, my mom said, you need to land the culture." out. So she was like, all right, we're taking you back home. Um, and they were about it. So they packed us up and took us over there. But the real key where I saw the difference is my dad was comfortable where we were back home. And he was like, you know, whatever. My mom had dreams for us. She was like, you know, hey, and, and understand the background. My dad was like a biologist at the time. My mom was a nurse. And she was just like, you know, your son. I need these kids to do better. They, they got to go back home. They got to go back to the States. And they were, my dad was kind of like, ah, they're good. You know, they're fine. They're, learn, learn the culture at home. Um, but she was the one. So basically, he was kind of like, it's I. right. They'd be okay. My mom was like, F that. We 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 breaking out. So she packed us up. And literally, and that's where I saw She was like, it's about the action. And um, I thank her for making that move and making that decision. So I was able to come back here with my brother and then pursue uh, all what we wanted to do and what I've accomplished through her and God's grace.
0: Yeah. What type of uh, gem did your mom drop on you when you were coming up that stuck with you today that gave you more, even more of a drive?
1: I think it's a, a, about respect and um, about that, um, you know, the the respect culture, but also the pursuing and the passion and hard work. I think that was some of the big things that I got from her. There was no obstacle that was insurmountable in her eyes. And she just knew if she worked hard, she would do it. And she would sacrifice herself for her kids, but not just for her kids, for, I mean, a typical stranger. She's truly a cancer Mm. uh, sign. And she will give of her own, even prior, even before her children, she'll give it to a stranger. Um, That's just who she is. She is very magnanimous, very generous, very benevolent. That's just my mom. Um, And um, those type of people uh, are are definitely rewarded. So, yes, I saw that. I learned the generosity, but I also learned the passion and the drive.
0: Yeah. I love the word benevolent. That's a great description. Talk to me about how important it is to leave where you're from to develop yourself to where you're going.
1: Uh, Yeah, it was... um, You know you get comfortable um once you're in a zone um and you get used to certain things i mean some of the challenges that i encountered one was being born as a u.s citizen and then going to another country even though that is home technically i wasn't born there so i had to stimulate and get into the society so i became someone who had no home there for a short period of time, because I had to learn the culture, and they could pick you out. Oh, he's American. Oh, they're American. You know, kind of like because I didn't, I didn't have, I had an accent. I had an American accent, right? And everybody talking about it like this, and I'm not talking like that, so I wasn't like that. Um, but then my accent changed, and then on the flip side was the challenge of returning back, then getting back eight years later where I have the accent now, and then I'm back in the states. I'm like, no, 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 I was born here too. And I'm talking like this, and they're like, "Nah, you African." So it was interesting. <laughs> it was almost as if you had no home, um, and that. But it also shows how people are. They judge you initially just by either your looks, your speech, and other things. They look at the book, they judge it by its cover, and then once they get to know you, there's a different thing. So I think society has started to change now where uh growing up then was a little bit different uh, but still you still see it in different factions I'm sure I see it with uh, some biracial friends who who deal with that with different cultures so there's so many different things that we we want to feel like we belong somewhere and sometimes you don't have a home but then you have to have your own identity to appreciate who you are And once you know who you are bump everything else it's just kind of like okay I'm me They're like sweat me.
0: More, yeah. I think that's amazing what you said about not having a home that really drives you to know who you are. So, wherever you are, you are home, right? That's amazing, absolutely. That's a great gem. Do you have a vision board?
1: So, I used to have a vision board, um, and I think in my head, I have my vision board. I visualize what I'm going to do or what I need to accomplish. And I think for me, it's more also spiritual as a prayer piece to it and me communicating with my God um, and uh, understanding that, hey, I I have an idea and an objective that I need to accomplish. And I've always had, you know, certain plans to get things accomplished, such as when I wanted to get my MD at the age of 25, I got it. And I rewarded myself for that. I was like, all right, so I'm untouchable in a sense, but sometimes we get psyched up in our... In our accomplishments, but we have to still, you know, see further. I'm not done, um, and it's the constant quest and the constant goal of reinventing yourself and redeveloping yourself. And then the question is, what value do you add for others? Who are you impacting? How are you? Do you feel as a human? So my joy is to be able to elevate people and know that people are actually. Feeling better they're doing be- their best they're giving their best and accomplishing what they are so people find that in me I don't know it's just one of those things hey how'd you do this what do you think about this and then I tell them and then they do it they're like you know thanks for that word that you told me about this and that so those are just some of the things that I don't have a vision board but it maybe it's in my head because I do visualize like I'm very visual I gotta see it I gotta feel it believe it and then I visualize it and it manifests and then I say it also so I think that's a that's a big
0: thing. I love the fact that you push yourself to reinvent yourself, to be strong every day. If you can give us one goal of your vision board that you achieved and one goal that you're currently chasing, two apex goals, what would they be?
1: Um. Well, the most important one, as I had mentioned, was uh, the get my MD uh, by the age of 25. It just wasn't uh, a good number of us weren't accomplishing that. Yeah. Wasn't. That's, my time. That's so you. Uh, to be able to look back on that, that I was uh, constantly focused, no matter what the trials or tribulations, just got back, just got into the country, transitioned, um, had to figure out my, my school, um, had to commute. Uh, we lived in uh, in the hood um, in D.C. and just going back from southeast uh, to northwest to, to school and, uh, communing, and communing between my aunt's house and my mom's little apartment while we were struggling, all those things I remember very well. So I'm very in tune, Uh, didn't lose that at all. The sights, the smells, I still got them all. And uh, those are the things that keep me driving. So you will hear the passion in my voice, but also it's just that uh, hunger, like I'm going to achieve, I'm going to succeed and I want to make sure my parents are well and all my family's taken care of. So those were all my drives, even amidst of all the other things. So that was one of the things. And, And I guess for now, looking forward, um, I'm, I'm on a path, I feel I've accomplished a lot of things that many of my peers will never accomplish. So those are the things that keep me um, bolstered up and, uh, and make me proud um, and still being humble. But I, I, you know, a lot of things don't phase me being a war vet also. After going through all those things, uh, like, you know, and God hasn't disappointed and I've been through trials and tribulations and he's found me through, There's nothing else, I don't worry about those things. I just visualize what I want. So what do I wanna accomplish next? Um, I definitely enjoy the philanthropy work. I wanna be able to be successful enough to be able to sustain many programs along those lines. I definitely am a communicator. I definitely would like to be able to have a platform that's secure and constant, that actually is able to help and impact other people's lives in a great way um, tangible and intangible but i want testimonies to be able to attest to that to make me understand and visualize what um you know whose lives i've been able to fortunately touch uh through god's grace and blessings and um those are the things that i want to be able to, to accomplish too so so to be able to impact other people's lives but so leverage a platform and using my communication skills my knowledge my expertise in science or whatever it is to be able to um help people bolster themselves up and catapult them into what they want to accomplish so yeah that's that's where i'm trying to go because I, I know once you do those things um I, i'm blessed and uh, just just by that just just that satisfaction because i'm into the the public health the public good type stuff and it may sound foo but that's the stuff that's been my life worth i've been mm-hmm. a public servant um but i get joy from that and inevitably uh, the universe does bless you that way too
0: Just going back to the reference of what you said about people judging a book by its cover, your goal is to be an open book of knowledge for the wealth and for the community and people around you in the world to read about. I think that's a blessing for you to even get there in your spirit to say, hey, everything I learned, everything I put myself through, I am going to share with the world to make the world a better place. What type of affirmations were you telling yourself on your journey and that you tell yourself daily now? Yeah.
1: Um, you've been there You've done it um, He's with you mm. um, My name is Olu Olufemi Means God loves me <laughs> um, My name is Daniel It means God is my judge So what else do I have to worry about Literally And that's how I feel It might be some cocky shit But that's how I feel about it
0: No I smile because my best friend's name is Olufemi mm-hmm. and, and, and his name is Femi. Shout out to my boy Olufemi My boy yeah. I love you uh, his and and it means to love God, right? If that, that's what you just said, yeah. God loves me.
1: Yeah, it means God yeah. loves you. Oh, God loves so, you. Okay. Whole new family means Olu is God. Fat is, uh, love. Me, me. So God okay. loves me. So if I know that, I mean that's it. That's, it just makes me smile. It.
0: it makes me smile on a, on a personal because my that was my roommate in college as well. He's one of my closest friends. so I just love to hear that that great conversation that you brought about and your affirmations telling yourself every day that you are God, you are great, you are great things coming. You are somebody who walks to the door, who brings great things to people's lives. And what you, the energy you spark inside yourself will manifest across the world. For those who are listening, you can channel and create these things and create your own story and your own narrative. How early did you start goal setting? You achieved some great things in your life.
1: Hmm. ah wow how early did i start goal setting i mean i had no choice because my parents were going with my tail i had uh, expectations you don't get to his right i come in here i will show you show you that's <laughs> how they do it this is what they do um but you know you had only three choices going up in the african family lawyer doctor or accountant that's pretty much it and I often hear that. Time. So
0: you're you, you're you're stamping that. You're saying that is one oh,
1: of yeah. the, that is true. That's what it. That's what it was. I think they're changing nowadays, but still, I mean, that's that's the expectation. So when we hold ourselves to high standards or hold our children to high standards, they will probably achieve greater because again, there's an expectation. Um, but sometimes it can be challenging for those who don't meet that expectation. They can be ostracized for that. You know they they don't respect them or whatever. But I think families are starting to change nowadays. Um, but when did I first start setting goals? I don't know. I, a lot of things transition about seven because at age seven, I knew I was going to be a doctor. So maybe that's about the time I knew that from age seven. And I remember that age because I remember it. I said that I would be a doctor.
0: So maybe that's when it was. What, what was that moment that brought you to that, that pure conscience?
1: I think so. When we got to Nigeria at the time, um, I remember going to my mom's health clinic. She had a health clinic where they were treating patients with malaria, polio and other diseases. Um, uh, so I just you know, I was going to help people just like my mom was helping people. That was it. There wasn't anything spectacular about it. Uh, that was just it. Um, there was another eerie thing that kids a lot of kids animals things used to gravitate towards me people would be like no they don't normally do that if it's a child or if it's a baby or whatever or if it's an animal just a mean animal somehow would sniff me and then they just be comfortable around me uh so i don't know but um i learned later on in life it's about your spirit and, and so these they, they they read you um, so things that other people can't see in their eyes they
0: see so I've been I'm blessed on that again attestation to family. So, in my in my experience in life you was who you was before you got here is a big statement like mm-hmm. your energy and who you're supposed to be whether you operate in that is the free will we have but there is something that was meant for you that that life's journey is going to take you through to make you the best person you can be talk to me about literature tell me what books saved your life to make you stay on the path that you're on
1: Ah, um, so, uh, fun fact about me is I never liked to read, never did, um, because it was, uh, one of the things my daddy <laughs> forced me to read, he'd be like, go take a book and read the book, I'd be like, I did all my homework, I did all my assignments, I don't really read nothing, I just, you know, want to watch something, I want to play, uh, you know, because I was studying so much, um, and, uh, he made me not like reading, um, but interestingly I had to read for my assignments and my homeworks and things like that. I loved the documentaries. I would watch anything that had a documentary in series because I was probably more visual. Um, and artistic, way you, you know, kinda yeah. I can hear auditory, so I, I learn and I see and I was like, Oh wow, that's fascinating. But to read it, I just wasn't about the reading. But there are some books that I read. I mean, definitely Learning about scripture was helpful for me um, in my life and impactful. Um, there are certain books um, uh, that, uh, again, once going into uh, medicine, uh, The mm-hmm. House of God was very important for me just to know the doctorisms and what to expect when I go into this field that I've been so psyched up to be a part of. Um, what other books? Um, I think Things Fall Apart was a big book, but that was also an assignment. So that was interesting to read by Chinua Achebe. Uh, Nigerian author, uh, but just talks about uh, life and, and, and importance of uh, certain things as we grow up and, and tribulation. So I learned a lot from there. Um, I love big words. So I like to learn big words. So I would read those words and my dad would be like, I'd be like, what word is this dad? He knew the answer to He's very smart uh, with English and, and, and math, but he would push me to go get a dictionary and be like, why don't you just tell me the answer, dude? But nah, he's like, go read it. And that's how I remember this stuff. So I did that with my kids too. And they're oh, like, that. like, my dad passed it on. I'm passing it on to you. It's an African tradition. There you go.
0: There, there is so many similarities about childhood. I too do not like to read, but I do a lot of research and I do a lot of work, but I just don't sit down and read. So when I asked you what book helped you, if you had a book in mind, that I mean, that book really must've been good for you to sit down and read it. That's how I feel about some of the books I have read over the years you spoke about your father giving you assignments to read a friend to the show named kevin cohen he said he he did well in school so he can have the summertime off and you know what his reward from his mother was (laughs) you have to learn the constitution oh my (laughs) so he didn't he he didn't want to get good grades anymore (laughs) because that that was a terrible reward while his friends was outside He was learning my, the Constitution.
1: Oh, my. Oh, my. But it may add value for him <laughs> later. But,
0: but to this day, he's one of the strongest vocabulary people that I know. She made there him stronger, go. even though he didn't like it at the moment. Right. Sometimes it made we him don't see it. Sometimes we don't
1: see it.
0: So here you are. You're 25 years old. You're accomplishing these goals. You're moving. You got your study habits down. You're making the family proud. You're moving in the right direction to be the man that you wanted to be since you were seven years old. I ask you this question: What did you sacrifice?
1: Oh man, so I did sacrifice a lot of things. Um, one of the things I remember is um, we were—I was—I uh, think a senior a college. Or sometimes maybe dating myself and I don't like doing that because I'm still 25 in my head. Um, so, But yeah, I remember they used to have fun in Atlanta. They would go to this thing called Rickney, And I never would, you know, I just wanted to know what it was about. Just curiosity, but I never got to go. And there were other many social gatherings and things that I didn't get to go. But um, so those are some of the things I, I missed, just wanted to know about or, uh, or experience. Um. But I didn't miss out on a lot because still, um, I balanced, I used to DJ, I used to party. Um, I mean, literally, uh, I think even the Washington Post did a special on me with regards to following me through in college. You can look it up, but it's uh, literally, uh, they went through the process of 24 hours in the life cycle of a student who was attending GW at the time, and and that was my freshman year. And so they followed me to the library, studying preparing for a test, uh, to going to DJ, to stopping at a happy hour, to stopping at, this is all within 24 hours, going to play basketball in one of our tournaments. And they caught one of the shots that I got in there and a a block and they decided decided stuff off of that. Then they came back to the room, uh, followed me to my dorm and said, okay, he's taking a nap. He's listening to some music preparing for his test and he gets up the next day goes take the test and it's back on the cycle again so I've always kind of been like that so I've always balanced so there were some things that I may have missed out but in the long run I don't feel I missed anything because I got to live and experience all of those things maybe even other things that I don't even want to get into detail now uh, that that I may have missed out on in the beginning but it's all about time management and prioritizing what was important. What was important to me is to make sure my studies and academics was one point and that I still had a social life. And you can tell by the personality, this has just been me, This is, nothing's changed. I've always been a wild boy, but I've also been a, uh, a great uh, son or, or student of, of, of learning uh, academics and things like that. So it's balanced. You don't have to be put into one category. I would never fit one category. I have never have and never will. I do so many different things that a lot of people don't know. But
0: that's just what it is. Absolutely, absolutely. I can smell music all over you, by the way. That's <laughs> a great point. But let's, let's dive a little deep here. Let's go into yeah. one of your lowest moments. And I just don't wanna know what your lowest moment was. Yeah. I wanna know how you got up. What are some of the tools that you applied to make sure that you got up out of this low point?
1: Um. So one of my lowest moments was, um, I was the uh, A student, uh, honor role, blah blah blah. Mister Academic, Mister, I was a scholar athlete. I played uh, soccer and I was the MVP. Blah blah blah. Did all these things, and all of a sudden there was um, uh, a test that I needed to take to uh, fulfill another part of my life. Didn't prepare for it, but just you know took it. You know sometimes we we get caught up in ourselves and kind of like yeah yeah yeah, um, I'm gonna ace this. Uh, I'm good. So i took the test um and i didn't pass the test um and that was challenging for me because literally shocked my whole world ego everything is just like unheard of like what and that can't be it must be in the air there's da-da-da-da-da. and um, yeah so that was a challenge that was a low point uh but i didn't give up um i did feel really bad i was in a dark place because i was like how could i have accomplished all these things and da, but you know notice the statement how could i have accomplished all these things it wasn't my doing while we may put in the work and put in all those things there was a higher being and i was definitely humbled and Mm -hmm. i had to reach out to the higher being and say this is my name you say you love me i may have fallen short but i need your help to get right back on track and um yeah in my um Supplication and reflection and um, revitalizing uh, myself and um, recharging all the three R's, kind of get back to a sense of self and saying, you know, you brought me to this point, not for me to fall off, but I need to refocus. And um, so at that moment, um, one, I learned um, <laughs> you're not always perfect and you're not always doing things by your own will. But um, he gives me that capability and then also don't take it for granted and don't always go in overconfidence. Um, even though, you know, this stuff like the back of your hand, it just wasn't one of those things that happened. Um, it really was humbling. So that was a low point. It was probably one of my lowest points um, uh, in my um, in my life. And then the other was um, so, of course, I passed it. I took the. To test the next time I passed and did exceptionally well and here I am. Uh, But yeah, that was one setback. And the other part part of the setback was the the birth of my daughter. I wanted to be there for her, uh, but I was at war. um, And uh, I tried, did everything. We finished our mission, but I wasn't uh, given the opportunity to get back to see her birth. Uh, But she's my precious gem. She knows daddy loves her.
0: I Listen, I appreciate you sharing all of that. Before we even move on, I want to stay right there for a second. Can you please repeat the three R's for those who might be listening? They might want to write that down and have that in their repertoire for when they need to get up.
1: I mean, there's a lot of R's. It's not just the three R's, but I think you sometimes have to, you know, uh, reflect definitely uh, as one of them. um, Kind of regroup or reorganize um, uh, and uh, reinvigorate yourself. So those are some of the, the Rs. They're like maybe six, seven different Rs, But when you re-re-re-re, the R's are a powerful, powerful letter. And, but to reinvest, reinvigorate yourself, or reevaluate, uh, rethink the whole process um, and uh, recharge. I mean, there's so many things you got to keep going through that process. But once you go back in there, and sometimes you have to recluse yourself, go hide out go in your own tunnel and, and go in there and that's an aquarius straight so we we like i don't want to be bothered it's nothing personal it's not about you it's about me i just need to go in there and um and uh refocus recharge and getting when i come out it's like the phoenix like ah back new up so yeah. kind of different yeah
0: reposition there's a lot of it's a lot yeah, of
1: reposition i like I, I, that
0: I like I like what you're saying right now. It makes me smile. I want to ask you this question now. You said you wasn't there for the birth of your daughter, and and yeah. we can all understand that and relate, even if you don't even have children. I think one of the biggest things that men have to figure out, and sometimes we have to figure out alone, is how do we balance our our passion passionate career with our family time. Have you been able to give any any configuration to that to understand? some gems for us today to give us some answers or how do we balance this thing that we chase as men? Cause our work seems to come first. Our passion biblically is also supposed to be first. So how do you balance that?
1: Look, I'm not the perfect one for that. It's a deep, deep question. Um, hence, uh, oh, part of the reason why I'm, you know, not, uh, married at the time. Uh, Currently, I I think um, sometimes we invest some of our time away from the main unit, the subunit we're supposed to nourish and nurture. Um, It comes with a price. Um, So it's a great, great question. And it's a cause for me to reflect. While still being there for my kids and family at the time, it's still, you know, there were deafening nights um, where the hospital or or being at war or doing whatever it is to make sure they were secure, um, was top priority. Whereas that QT time, that quality time, was uh it was shaved off. It was like, all right, well, we gotta make the dollars to make sure all these things are in place, but we gotta go get it. Yeah. And how do you balance? It's a struggle. It's a struggle for the black man struggle in a society where you got to work twice as harder to be able to meet up to your to, to be accepted or appreciated as what would be 1x so you got to do 2 to 3 maybe even 5x to work just to be equivalent to considered equivalent to a 1x of your other counterpart in this case the Caucasian name. so that's just a fact that I've faced all along so yeah that's why we hustle and yes it has impacted Black family and even my family. And uh, I own that. I I had that discussion with my kids all
0: the time. It's interesting, like, when you out there doing what you're doing, you're like, I'm doing this for us. And they're looking at it like, well, you're spending all your time with these people and you're doing it for them. But it's this, I challenge all parents and all kids to interview each other so they can understand the nuances and the pedantic details of life that we go through just to provide for people we love and those people who are affected by it on the tail end i challenge your kids to interview you when they get old enough to like sit down with you and actually ask you the tough questions so they can understand what this adult life is really about what this legacy is really about what this lineage is really about i I applaud your efforts and as a man i'm starting to understand we just have to take that hit Because at the end of the day, we we have to become patriarchs of this generation. And since we had so much taken from us in previous generations, so much distractions, so much things systematically placed, that we're moving up in the right system, then we have to take the patriotic hit just to make sure the family's legacy and lineage continues to go forward. Let's get into some fun questions here. What have you procrastinated on and why?
1: Ah. So I've procrastinated on um, a couple of books. I actually have the titles and everything kind of moved. I just haven't published them. Um, The timing will be right. Um, It will happen soon. But yes, so a book, actually three books. Um, Yeah, so that's one. Um, Other things that I've procrastinated on. A couple of business opportunities and... um, I'm very um, entrepreneur. I'm not the typical doc, definitely. Um, yeah, lots of ideas. Lots and lots of ideas. I just haven't acted on them.
0: So you um, saying you've written three books already, just not out, just haven't written.
1: Yeah, I have. I have. So I have one fully written. I have two that I know need to be written, that I have the titles and have written maybe some pieces of, uh, like, kind of like an outline, basically. Yeah. yeah, just not Just not moved forward.
0: I know you absolutely will be able to get those done because you're goal-oriented. I can't yeah. wait to see what the books are about, and I oh, know yeah. you're going to make it happen. But I want to talk to you about something I love talking to my male guest about, period, across the board. This is the question I love to invoke some information out of you. It's fun for me. I don't know how fun it is going to be for you. But...
1: <laughs> Go ahead. You already got the other stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to share all that, but I mean, it's what I'm passionate about
0: did you ever get a sex talk who or what gave you sex education oh lord
1: <laughs> <And> my, <laughs> good question my parents gave it to me in, in the african way uh my daddy hit me up with this you have the, are you having any relations? <laughs> like, relations what's that mean relations you know relations i'm like I don't know. What does relations mean? And I literally didn't know what relations mean. But I was listening you just said sex. I'm like, relations equals sex? I didn't know that's what it meant. Um, So that was always comical to me. Um, But I had it with him. And uh, my mom really didn't. uh, She kind of talked about it a little bit. She was a health educator, but I guess she left it up to dad to kind of talk about it. Um, So that was
0: kind of the talk. Uh, It was like, you know, yeah, the reason, I, I love asking these questions. That was it. it just seems like the men in our particular generation didn't really get. Uh, many of us did not really get a secure, safe talk about something that we're going to love and cherish so much for the rest of our lives, and it's so yeah. important, right? Because it can lead down so many roads. Yeah, the reason I ask the question is because sometimes the government gets involved in your relationships if you're having kids and you don't stay with this person. Like it's a lot of decisions need to be made. I think that in-depth conversation gradually as you grow needs to happen. Like you, you hear the strangest things coming from your counterparts who don't know anything about sex because they didn't get to talk either but you guys try to figure it out together. Right? Oh. Like, hey man, you jump off the porch yet? <laughs> I ain't heard you, that one either. Yeah, like just, hey man, you put your hot dog in that bun. Okay, yeah. that I can understand. But <laughs> like just different ones is weird and, and you get yeah. it and, and you ain't a man unless you had some. I'm like, Mm. what? I'm not a man. (laughs) I just want to encourage people to really have those conversations and really get into it and look at it as a, I think the first thing I heard Mr. Cam Wesley say, look at it as a term of respect. First thing you got to do is respect the ladies, right? You can teach respect first and you can be an example of that. And then after that, you can gradually add things. So Cam West, shout out to you for that information. We appreciate that. Let's talk a little bit about fatherhood and mentorship. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to talk about how much you love your kids and you think they're beautiful. I want to talk about the times where you. I get... love
1: my kids. I think they're beautiful.
0: Yeah, I, look, know, they're, look, I, they're... I want to talk about the fact that you love your kids. They're beautiful. Yeah. But I they don't, like I don't like you right now. What kind of patience you got to have as a father? Talk to me about patience.
1: Oh, patience. I mean, I go off when I need to. They know (laughs) That military come out, the African come out, all of it. (laughs) And they laugh at
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For for the fathers out there that might be struggling with patience and things of that nature, what kind of gems could you give them in terms of like, I love my kids. but I, I really, right now, I don't like them. Like they're doing all types of things to me that they get from me. I don't know how to handle that
1: yeah it's 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 a reflection of you no definitely i think part of the parents Uh, the beautiful thing is and uh, also the annoying thing is that they do take some of our traits so pieces of your of their mother or of their father or depending on what kind of relationship is anyway pieces of traits of the ones who were part of the procreating process I usually have got to be politically correct, so I don't want to make sure I'm going to for you. Um, but with that said, the, the point is, um, yeah, you do see, I see some traits in my kids will be like, yeah, that's, that's something I would do. I can see that, and I can see why it's annoying your mom, because, you know, I mean, and I'm laughing, her, I'm like, you know, and she's like, oh, they got that from you. I'm like, yeah, that's my, that's that's me. She's analytical. She's processing the whole thing. And she's saying, OK, that's fine. But she wants the big picture because I want the big picture. I don't want all the minutiae, all the stuff. So she's kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, OK. All right, well, why don't we just do it this way? Well, you need to listen to No, 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 I just was gonna- you know, so there are certain things. But the patience comes in. Uh, depending, uh, and I, I can say I'm guilty of it too, there are certain things where we may not be patient. So there may be one parent that needs to go over the math problems and the teaching of that because you start losing your patience during the time when you're doing homework. You just don't get it. You do it like this and do it like this. Well, let's go through the step and make sure they got it. So it takes some patience um, to be able to do that. And um, yeah, and sometimes you have to step back. And you have to reflect back that, you know, maybe this is not the strong suit of your child or maybe it is. And you're just a poor explainer. So it goes both ways. So don't just think it's just them not saying, maybe you're just not saying it the right way. So try to tag team and maybe have someone else, your other partner or maybe a tutor to be able to assist with that. But yeah, it can be very challenging. Um, And some of the things we don't like about ourselves or that are, our counterparts don't like in us they may see in the in the child and we have to make sure we check that also so we don't take it out on them just because uh they're exhibiting those traits uh, so that's that's the challenge yeah
0: that's great what you just said about you know it could be you also it can't just be them I, I have a three-year-old right now so i'm not i'm not there yet and be tutoring him for his homework but i have to really get ready because yeah i'm you don't see that Come on, man.
1: <laughs>
0: gotta, I got to be able to control yeah. myself and get that yeah. together. So I ask these questions to make sure I'm getting gems as well. For those who are listening. Absolutely. Should it be a basic training program amongst men? A level of education given out like skill, skill traits outside of the church, outside of the school system, a tribal effect in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. your next door neighbor We're all teaching financial literacy, communication how to change a tie, how to change a tire, gardening, general wealth building, stock related real estate. Talking to the elderly with intent, do you think we can ever cultivate ourselves within our regions of our own tribes and neighborhoods and build each other up so we're saying our kids are finance, have financial literacy when they're walking out the door to high school?
1: I think that is definitely interesting. I think it's necessary, especially in our community where you know, Maybe just a single parent family home, and by and large, given what's been going on with society, that we actually have maybe a mother in the house or a grandparent actually who's taking care of the child. And if it's a male, um, it can be very challenging, uh, especially for the black male, um, to be able to grow up in society without knowing how to, you know, tie a tie. The skills that normally a dad in that role. Um, would have been you know teaching and this is not sexist this is just calling it what it is in our society there are certain male roles that the father or fatherly duties uh, that they pass on to their son um, and in different dynamics it may be different but for all purposes I'm going to speak about me and this is an informational purposes uh, that way no one gets offended but uh, with that said, I think there is a big role for it. I think it helps. Those are all things that, you know, how you talk to the elderly, how you respect your elders, um, how you tie a tie, how you change a tire. Um, and that's even for male and female. Uh, my daughter I was having that discussion where the other day is like, okay, yeah, you know, you should know how to change a tire and things like that. And I have to make sure I show you that. Uh, but there are certain things that we should pass on um, and that maybe there is um, something, maybe that a group, you could lead it. <laughs> um, or some people who are looking at that, I think that's, I think that's very interesting and um, necessary. Uh, so yes, uh, to answer your question in the, in the short is, uh, yeah, I think there's a role for that. And hopefully it helps uh, some men uh, become better men when they become fathers
0: just to stay right there in that focal point where you talked about impoverished neighborhoods. One of the reasons I came up with it because I think even some adults would love to learn that information and then apply it. Because I believe once adults start doing things, kids do them as well. I, but our society kind of tells us it's the other way around, that we should get to the kids and, and let the you know the adults will catch on. I don't think so. I think uh, in, in certain moments, I believe that if an adult is having fun doing stock adult is having fun having financial literacy and balancing the checkbooks and talking to your children with intent saying we cannot get this because we currently are working towards this goal to get this not that we're broke we're not using the word broke we're not using the word we don't have but we're currently working towards this it just changes the intent and it changes the dialect of what we talk about about goal setting financially as well no
1: i totally agree i totally agree and uh you know i was going over that with my kids you know they know what the ticker symbol is what it means and and with the stocks and all those things so i totally agree with you and financial uh freedom is important but it it it's it's more than that it's just the intangibles the things we don't see so and there has been a gap in that education so i do Mm -hmm. believe the adult members also who may not have that skill set may seek it out and may need it just to catch up so they can actually pass it on um, to other generations of people um, uh, uh, who are coming up. So to the youth that are coming up, but also for them, for their betterment as right. they go along, Cause, you know, they might not have that skill and they are just avoiding in it um, because they just don't know. And I think that, so that's value added on both ends.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, answering that question. I want to do a poll on you now. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the I, real raw and direct guy. Okay. I, right. I want to I wanna know the top three things you want in a woman. And not just that. Oh. I want to know that because I want to see if you say one word that most people leave out. And I think should be in your top, at least top ten. I want to know what your top three is. And I'll tell you the word I'm talking about. If you say it or not, we'll go over it. But remember, <laughs> there's no wrong answer here. This is just my uh, subjugated uh, thought process and good. your subjugated answers coming together to bring awareness to what we feel women, should, a man should be looking for.
1: So three top things I should be looking for in a, or that I'm looking for in a woman.
0: Three top things in your criteria. What do you like in a woman? My criteria.
1: I mean, I have a a crazy criteria. So it's standard, all right, but it's, it's all standard features that come with mine. So you know, it's in the high end, luxury end, right?
0: So there's hey, standard features. Hey, listen, it, that's great. Some men want high end, luxury features. So hey, it's
1: a stans, that's that's standard. So assuming that, I'm going to go with some other things. Okay. Um. I think one of the most important is, at least from my language, my love language, uh, what I'm looking for is a woman who is appreciative, like literally appreciative in the sense that appreciates my time, appreciates my effort. Those are those are big things to me. So um, that's that's a big deal for me. I think the other, I want brains I like at least we can have a conversation I think that's important to be able to have good dialogue Um, and I love a woman who has drive like passion and drive so that's important for me you'll go get her so I know you got it we're almost equally yoked um, where you can handle you can handle it and I can handle it Um, so that's that's those are those will be the things and of course I would want someone who is are spiritual, um, who believes in God. Um, I think that's important for me to be able to then have dialogues along those lines. Um, I think everything else, um, that's pretty much it. Um,
0: I, I wanna say those are great. I, I The one thing I'm always thinking about is intelligence. And you said brains. I think that's very important. Yeah, it is. It, just, I, I love your criteria, I love your list. I can relate to those wholeheartedly. I liked all of those. And I think it's subjugated towards you, but I just want to say I, I agree. I like that. I like those lists because I enjoy a woman who has drive and I enjoy a woman enough to, to appreciate me. There's a lot of women who don't appreciate their man. Like, you know, you can see it. They're with them. They love them. But do you really appreciate him, right? For, for the small things, the nuanced things. And... <laughs> How much are you trying to understand communication? You spoke about your love languages, right? But how much do you try to understand communication to the, for the woman?
1: So I think communication is, is a big deal, uh, even in my work and in, in life in general. Um, I'm big on communication, so I do a lot of work around communication of health related issues, but also just talking and having dialogue to understand. Um, I think it's important to be able to communicate. Now, how we communicate is, you know, everybody's different on which ways they communicate. Um, you know, some are visual, some are auditory. Some, uh, you know, they, they talk with their hands. <laughs> some, right. Some uh, talk with their neck. Uh, some talk with their eyes i mean so there are different ways we exactly different ways we communicate i think understanding your partner's communication style is key uh, so you can meet them with their language and 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 also giving room for understanding that sometimes we might not communicate the same way and this is how that person communicates so let's make a a, a pact that when we have an issue, this is the way we address it. Classic example. Oh, we go out to somewhere and I did something that ticked you off, or you did something that ticked me off. We're both not gonna make a scene in the in the in the place, but we can hey say, This is really irritating me right now, but we'll talk about this later. I wanna table this for later. I don't want to make a scene. I think that's a real cool. Now, the onus is on whoever's on the receiving end of that, not to be like, well, what is it? Let's talk about it now. Or, <laughs> you know, so you don't want to fight fire with fire. You want to make sure, okay, cool. I respect the fact that you understand that we're in a different setting. We don't need to make a scene, it is our private matter. We can talk in the car. We can talk when we get home, those types of things. So I think it's, you know, I, and, and sometimes you have to stoop to conquer. Sometimes you may have the hot headed one. And some of us like the hot headed folks, some of us do. Some of us don't like hot-headed ones, so we won't we won't go out with those types of people. But you got to know what your limitations and the strengths are in those relationships and then figure out how to address those um, and know the trigger points so you don't end up triggering something. And if you can't deal with that, then y'all probably shouldn't be together. So that's another thing. And you got to know when to walk away, when to say this isn't working. Toxic relationships are not, but I've been in some before and others have been in some before and I've heard about those things. It's not good when it's toxic
0: absolutely absolutely and i appreciate your answers some relationships are toxic those are great analogies and great scenarios that you put if you're listening right now please apply what you're hearing from dr dan he is a doctor let me (laughs) 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 stop. but not outside, (laughs) outside of being a doctor communication is very important and we do it every every day with everyone throughout life so i encourage you to upgrade your knowledge and communication as much as possible and be empathetic towards people and understand that the way you like to get communication is not the way someone else may like it as well. So you have to figure out what their lane of communication and fire is. Yep. Now it's time for my favorite question on the show. No, it's not over yet. No, this is one of (laughs) my favorite questions. You've only got a few questions left. We're about to get you out of here in a minute. It's hot (laughs) seat. The hot seat. It's not that hot. This one is fun. Now, this question is subjugated towards you. There's no no wrong answer, but you have to pick one, and you have to tell me why. All right. As a husband, I'm putting you in a husband chair. Okay, because I'm not in a husband's chair no more. Yeah, yeah, but as a husband, I'm putting you, put your husband hat back on. This is a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather have a great woman or a great wife? Great
1: woman or a great wife? I have a great wife because that's what's going to keep me in the that's what's going to keep you in the relationship right I mean great woman you can be a great woman for the whole world but if you're not a great wife for me then uh it's not it's not helping and I guess the same is the same case for women you know you want to be a great husband not just a great man on the outside and you know that may be some of the things why we fall into those problems as Black men anyway. We might be a great provider and do all the things we do, but we might not be always as investing the time. And again, to the topic I mentioned, it's, good. it's a good question. It makes me think it's a But yes, I hope that answers your question.
0: Absolutely. There's no wrong answer. Like I said, it's subjugated towards you. I appreciate you asking that, answering that question today. We talk about leaving legacies. We talk about building. We talk about being assertive, being men, and make sure we take care of the household. But we ignore, some of us ignore some major steps. Do you have a will?
1: Yes, it's important. I have had this discussion ad nauseum. Yes, it is important to have a will. And actually, I had a discussion recently on Clubhouse talking about, um, has the pandemic actually prepared you for end of life? and your family members. It's something we don't talk about. It's so taboo that we don't talk about it. But yes, to the, to your point, yes, I have a will, and it needs to be updated again.
0: Why do you think we don't want to talk about
1: it, in your opinion? Oh, great. Oh, I love these questions, because I can knock these out of the park. Pow! <laughs> <laughs> I literally had a discussion on this, um, and, and this was a topic. I did a three series on this. Um, why we don't, uh, what I've learned, and what I've experienced, and what I've seen, is that one, we rather kick the can down the road. We don't want to face our fears. We don't want to, and you know I'm about to knock this out, right? Just slam dunk. This is like a straight up alley y'all can NFT this. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, it's uh, that we fear as human uh, our mortality. Um, I like to say in Mortal Kombat, uh, one of the games I used to love to play with this foolish mortal. Um, I, I I think we we are scared of our mortality, that we are uh, vulnerable, we can die, we are not going to be on this earth for a long period of time and not to belittle the multiple deaths and, and lives we've lost during this pandemic um, but yeah, those are the things that should be raising our questions to think about it, so I ask you know, have people had those discussions that we usually see with siblings, so when I'm in an emergency department, we have a code meaning we're trying to save a life and then unfortunately that person doesn't make it or they die um and then there's the family members that's not the time where we want to be having the discussion about what y'all want us to do with the body or this and that or they need to be put on a breathing tube let's say they didn't die and they need to go to the icu well did they want to be on a tube a ventilator a breathing machine to help them breathe did they want us to resuscitate meaning pushing on the heart and doing all these other things so save the life, and then there's the first one who says, no, they, she didn't want that. There's a little youngest one who says, nah, she said we should do this. If there's no will, there's no communication, mm-hmm. and we don't know what to do. The medical community is kind of stuck in between, so I need to work that out before these things happen. So it is important for a will. It is important to consider our mortality. And even, it's also wealth preservation. Because if you don't, you don't figure out who, what goes to, the government also takes it. Um, and so that's an important for a legacy of wealth and estate planning and all those things for families and relatives. There's also debt. Who's gonna be left with the debt? What was left on the table? Those dynamics, I mean, it's, tra- it's all throughout different cultures. African culture has its own thing, you know, everybody. So in different cultures that have their own thing, but at the end of the day, we should um, plan and have these things in place to be able to discuss those things along the lines in terms of medical care, medical treatment, in terms of wealth management, wealth preservation for the family, and just what the choice of our loved one is so we know. And we're all on the same page. And even the people who you uh, put in charge, there's some people who have an executor, Who's pay, who they put in charge and they didn't even know and they get called hey this person passed away and they put you in charge huh they put me in charge right. I know and then you gotta go through the whole legal process to fight all of that stuff it's not easy so I think people need to revisit that very important it's a great question
0: you just jogged my you just jog my mind to ask you another question now this is what I like to call audible and you may I not hear see have it sound like a bonus question hold yeah, this up is the, this is the <laughs> bonus question but in in it might, you might not have the answer to it, but I, I'm curious. How many times have you seen family members opt to put someone on a breathing tube, someone who may not be able to recover, and accumulate a large bill that they didn't even realize that they had they might have to pay on that fam- family's passing?
1: Oof. I'm sure it happens. I actually know it does happen. However, I don't have the numbers or the stats for you. Yeah, but it thing. does happen. Right. I mean, a lot of people, they're usually like, Do everything, do everything if there's nothing in place. Um, And everything might not be necessary. But it's the value of life. You can't put a price on it. So I respect that fact. So yeah, if it's, hey, mama this, we want to make sure we do everything for mama this. But maybe mama this didn't want that. Maybe she just doesn't want, you know, she wants to go. She's happy where she is. Or maybe that's not the case. And it's not to sound insensitive and if it's a trigger for anybody else. I want to make sure, you know, you have the, um, you know, grace to, you know, step away for a little bit while you process that and definitely seek some mental uh, health health assistance. Mm. While I'm not your doctor, nor am I a psychiatrist, I can't prescribe you therapy this is for informational purposes only. I just want to make sure we throw that out there
0: too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just informational purpose. Something for you to think about, something you put in your Rolodex to say, hey, you know, these things, X, Y, Z can happen. If, But you're the first person to give this analogy on the show. Most people talk about life insurance and paying for that. But most people don't speak about what can happen at the hospital at that certain moment where decisions and information needs to be already set in place, regardless of age or or moment. And that's that's great information right there, Doc. And I appreciate that. I came up with something called operating at 100 percent. And what I do is I took five categories and I divided them into 20% each, totaling up to 100%. Purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. Again, that's purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. Purpose meaning you're working in your purpose every day, doing the things that you were called to do. Health meaning you're working out, exercising, eating right, meditating. Confidence meaning you're doing it confidently without any insecurities or fear. Money is you made a little money today, saved a little money today, invested a little money they gave to a charity and knowledge, you took in some new information. So Dr. Dan, I ask you within the last 24 hours, purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge, how much of 100% have you been operating out of with each of them all representing 20% each? Purpose, 20%.
1: Health. Yeah. Actually, let me take that back. Purpose, 19%. This is always something that's missing. Health, definitely, probably like 10%. I should do better. I ain't getting enough sleep and I'm not eating as well as I should. And confidence. I'm not getting my workout schedule on. So, confidence. Always on 20%. I'm good.
0: <laughs> Money. That's Money, I'm,
1: I, charity. My, yes, I'm doing that. Um, I'd say 18%.
0: We can do better. Knowledge, new information.
1: Um I would say I'm doing about 15% and I take information in. I'm learning. I'm
0: learning. Always keep it humble. So we have minus 10, minus 3, minus 1, and minus 5. Let's see. Uh, what's what I can't with 80. Something 80%. percent i a be 83%. I'm a ballpark figure here. I appreciate that. Yeah, but I just hey. 83% is good. You're out there saving the world. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, sir. You are now part of the Silhouette Boys Club. It is people like you who move in the shadows that help people like me shine. Now, before you go, we'd love to get referrals for the show. Is there any man out there you would love to refer to the show to increase these conversations and manners?
1: look it's an interesting i'm gonna flip it around on you um and you know this was probably coming but there is a woman that you actually need to interview (laughs) and the reason being while your project is focused on men exactly her project is focused on black men and she gets it so i think it will be an interesting conversation for you so if there's somebody i would throw out there that's one i do have another person um, he's a brother and I will um, send his email to you or his name after I make sure that he's fine with it but he leads the 13, uh, uh, 13 men uh, group and uh, it's a pretty uh, pretty much a group for that actually addresses uh, teens, young men, young black men uh, and I think uh, they, they, they're they on LinkedIn and um, they're doing some wonderful work so I think he, he would be a great uh, person to interviewing to showcase what they're doing.
0: Yep. Now, before you go, is there anything you'd like to tell our audience or anyone you want? To, anything you want to tell the world? Maybe when your first book's coming out or whatever you got going on today?
1: I mean, just follow at Doc Dan MD on all of them channels. You'll see me on there and we'll talk about it. Just make sure you educate yourself. We'll, we'll keep in touch. Uh, this is great. I appreciate what you're doing, brother. Um, it made me reflect on myself just even through this whole process. Uh, but people also get to See me as who I am. Oh, yeah, he's human and he can be an ass, but he's cool. <laughs> so that's what it is. This is always me. Always going to be open with y'all. So that's that's the beauty of it all. But, but at, I, the, at the heart, we want to help people. Uh, that, I appreciate at least that's you
0: coming on the show, being so open and sharing your experiences. I believe every time I turn this microphone on and speak to another man, that the man I'm speaking to is saving another man's life. Who is just like him in the same situations or inspiring to be like him. In the same life situation. So I appreciate you opening up. For those of you who are listening to the show, you can reach me at solutionsformen at gmail.com to be a guest on the show. Also at Sheen Warner, all platforms. Let's continue this conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Clubhouse. Before we go, we'd like to give a quote from Dr. Miles Monroe True success is not measured by how much you have done or accomplished, it's not compared to what others have done or accomplished. True success is what you have done compared to what you could have done. In other words, living to the maximums competing with yourself It's living up to your own true standards and capabilities. Success is satisfying your own personal passion and purpose in pursuit of personal excellence. So question of the day, question of your life, are you maximizing your life? Dr. Dan, thank you so much. This has been Solutions for Men. Everyone out there, peace and blessings.